Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 480. It's a dog's life. Well, hello, everyone. My name is John McGrail. We currently have just one dog in our home. And I believe that if you're not learning, you're not living. Today, I'm talking about being a dog person and why I love them in ways like nothing else. Well, welcome to Wednesday, everyone. It's a great feeling being here today and on this season of Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Just want to take a minute to thank all the different hosts who have contributed everything over this part of the season so far, and to you for bringing your contributions to the Friday Forum and the Friday Feedback episodes. It's been a great season. Thanks so much. So what's today's fun fact? As of 2014, there were 340 distinct breeds of dogs classified throughout the world, an American Kennel Club recognizing 167 different breeds here in the United States. A dog's scientific name is Canis lupus familiaris, meaning domesticated or familial. I found this quote about the domestication of dogs from Gregor Larson. The dog was the first domesticant. Without dogs, you don't have any other domestication. You don't have civilization. Remove domestication from the human species, and there's probably a couple of million of us on the planet, max. Instead, what do we have? Seven billion people. Climate change. Travel. Innovation. Everything. Domestication has influenced the entire Earth. And dogs were the first. For most of human history, we're not dissimilar to any other wild primate. We're manipulating our environments, but not on a scale bigger than, say, a herd of African elephants. And then, we go into partnership with this group of wolves. They altered our relationship with the natural world. Well, I'm no scientist. And I'm not sure we can place this much weight of how civilization has been shaped because of dogs. But I will say, it wouldn't surprise me in the least if it were true. And, according to an article on PetSafe.com, there are ten distinct barks that can be translated. Just in case you're wondering what your dog is trying to tell you. Well, we'd love to hear from your dog. Uh, But more you. To be a part of the Friday Forum. It's a willingness to share what you've been learning with me and the rest of the Stuff I Learned Yesterday community. You can add your voice to the Friday Forum in several ways. By calling 304-837-2278, leaving a voicemail. By going to www.goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback and uploading an audio file. Use the provided SpeakPipe widget. Or you can just type out an email and send it that way. Now, here's what I learned yesterday. About a month ago, Constance and I lost our second child, and that word is in quotes. We lived in an apartment when we first got married for almost three years until we purchased our first house. That was the only time in my life, except for living in college, that I didn't have at least one dog in the home. We bought that house in early 1997, And for whatever reason, I made the proclamation when we moved in that we would not be getting a dog anytime soon. Probably because we were wrapping our minds around finances and around becoming homeowners for the first time. Less than two weeks later, a co-worker at the office made an announcement that she had a puppy hanging out near her that needed a home. 
Did anyone want it? Without hesitation, I spoke up and said, We do. Wait, wait a minute, what? Where, where did that come from? Well, who was I kidding? There's a reason why I always had, and will always have, a dog in our home. You know, at that time, Constance and I bought the house. We were also in a time of struggle that affected us both very deeply. And I'll never forget the night that I followed my coworker back to her neighborhood and found this small, golden-haired shepherd mix. She was chasing a squirrel up a telephone pole. I scooped her up, put her in a towel in my car, and took her home. With Constance immediately reminding me of my proclamation of no dogs. Eh, what are you going to do? We named her Sarah, and she became our first child. Now let me just say, and as an aside, for those of you, I, I know there are some that, that don't get that dogs, animals, cats can, can be a part of your family in such a way. And I totally respect that, and I get it. But for me and us, they are definitely almost like a human in, in our home. My parents, they were absolutely thrilled with their first grand dog on our side. She immediately was part of our family. And I dare say, she changed it forever. All of the struggle that we were dealing with began to lessen, change. Sarah had a way of making it better. There were long nights of her laying on one of us, making the world right again. She was so playful, a great traveler. She went with Constance to Memphis and back, just the two of them having a great trip, and was always sociable to anyone that she met. After our first year together, Constance and I thought that Sarah might be wanting a playmate, as we both worked during the day, and naturally, she would want someone to hang out with. Well, along came Oliver, a beagle mix that we got very early because his mother passed away unexpectedly. Sarah let us know almost immediately that this was not what she was thinking, but eventually she got used to the idea that we were not keeping him for a brief time only. Oliver's first space of his own was a television box. This was back when televisions were more square than than rectangles like they are today. One evening, while Constance and I were out, Oliver decided to eat his way out of the box. So when they both met us expectantly at the door, Sarah gave us the, See, I told you this would happen. Look, Sarah and Oliver, they grew to be the best buds that we always knew that they would. When our son Avery came along, they were very excited, and, and over time they were right there with us as Audrey, Aaron, Alec, and life came around day after day, year after year. Sarah was 15 when her sickness overtook her, and we had to make the decision to euthanize her. That day still stands out as one of the worst of my life. We were a foster home for the Humane Society when I was growing up, so there were dogs around all the time. We had our special ones as well. I got Max when I was 10, and when I left for college, Max spent his later years more with my parents, so I wasn't really around at the end. But I know it was devastating to them. For me, being there with Sarah at the end, it was the end of a story that I never wanted to end. Oliver was with us until just last month, having turned 18 back in April of this year. While his end was tough, for sure, I had peace of knowing that he had lived well. 
and I like to believe that he and Sarah are reunited somewhere together. I know it's shaky theology, but it makes me feel better. About three and a half years ago, we got Georgia. Aaron was turning nine. We had lost Sarah. And Oliver was a little advanced for playing. Georgia is one of the best parts of our home today. Still giving us life, like nothing else. Here's what I learned. There's a reason why I intend never to live without a dog. Well, there's really many reasons. But I think the main one is that I need the physical and emotional reminder of what it means to live and love unconditionally. To be sure, if you're a dog in the McGrail home, it's a good life. But still, there are times when Georgia gets hurt, or Oliver got left out in the pouring rain for hours, or Sarah probably lived too long with her sickness because of selfishness. But there is nothing that we could have said or done that would keep them from excitedly being with us and loving us. I don't know about you, but I have a hard time with turning the other cheek and and being over-the-top excited to see one that doesn't always treat me fantastically. Heck, I can't even summon up those feelings for people that I should be able to just because of who they are to me. Not 100% of the time. So I need the reminder of what that looks like. Every time that Georgia shrieks her happiness that I've come back home, even after only been gone for five minutes, I'm reminded that no matter what, that will be my greeting. And what would it look like if we treated each other with that type of love and support? I need to be reminded not to take those around me for granted. I need to be reminded that no matter what else is going on, no matter how much I've screwed up, No matter the wrong words I've used, no matter the feelings I've ignored or outright hurt, that there's always a place where it's okay. More importantly, I need to be reminded to be that way more in my own life. I'm John McGrail, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit goldenspiralmedia.com slash subscribe. To join our popular Facebook group, go to facebook.com slash groups slash Stuff I Learned Yesterday. If you've enjoyed this episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I'd be grateful if you'd leave a review in iTunes by going to goldenspiralmedia.com slash iTunes. And if you've thought of somebody who loves a dog the same way that I do, go ahead and pass this episode on. I'd appreciate it.